Welcome to the Future of Work Live, hosted by Mark Salisbury. The Future of Work Live is sponsored by Vitel, your partner for elevating organizational intelligence for innovation and success. Find us at www.vitel.com. Each 25-minute episode with Mark and his guest paints an inspiring picture of what's to come in the world of work. Welcome to the Future of Work Live. I'm Mark Salisbury, your host. Today, Julie Chakloverdi will be my guest, and she'll talk about building real dialogue with your workforce. But before we bring Julie out, I want to just uh, bring, bring to your attention that we do have some changes in the show. For one thing, we have a new producer and we have a new sponsor. So right now, I'm going to go ahead and ask uh, Mark Trisco, our producer, to come out and just say hi Hello, good afternoon. Thank you, Mark, for being with us. And you'll see he's a man of few words, but he is a man that keeps us on track here and hopefully will improve our show for us. Let's talk about Julie. And this is uh, Julie uh, Chakraverti, and she's the founder of Runway. And it's a new approach to employee listening and helping leading global firms deliver on change. She will also has a wealth of corporate and board experience, serving on the boards of major listed firms uh, in the UK in the financial services, retail, and technology sectors. So join me in welcoming Julie to the show. Hi, Julie. Hey, great to be here, Mark. Yeah, it is great to have you here. And so we're going to go ahead and get right to this. And uh, so what is the main problem that organizations face? So most of the leaders I'm talking to right now, they are really grappling with change and they are dealing with planned change like acquisitions and integrations and layoffs. They are dealing with new processes like hybrid working, return to office is a big piece right now, new systems and culture change as well, often around inclusion but they're also having to field a whole ton of unplanned change with the cost of living crisis and recent political events just this week. These things are really impacting people's emotional well-being. So I'm hearing, Mark, leaders talking about pockets of disconnection, those harder to reach groups who maybe aren't on their laptops, they aren't reading your corporate comms memo. So how to connect authentically with those groups and be certain you understand their needs and hear their voice. That's a really big theme. Yeah, you know, it almost seems like, you know, we have this thing we're used to in organizations, right? And I, I worked in a big company and it's been a few years now, but it's kind of the same. We we pump out all of this communication that comes through email and announcements and, and those kinds of things. But there's also all of this other communication and other parts of the world that grab our attention that's going underneath that. And I think that's what you're talking about. There's just a lot of things that are working on people now that uh, we, we didn't have to deal with before. Okay, so why, why is culture so important to be able to manage this uh, the way things are today? So culture is the core of what makes your company unique. It's what people do when you're not watching. Um, <laughs> and it defines everything around your customers, what their experience will be, and the future of your corporate reputation rests in culture's hands. You know, there are a number of 
corporate scandals that really destroyed company reputations, they were all rooted in poor culture. And there's a really interesting piece of research by MIT Sloan. They actually looked at 1.3 million Glassdoor reviews, and they found that a toxic culture was the biggest single predictor of attrition. Oh, that's, that's a really, right? Isn't that a powerful stat? And they also found it was 10 times more accurate at predicting your staff turnover than even compensation. Ah. And isn't that amazing? Because I know from my board experience, we spend so much time and money on the compensation committee. Maybe we should be mandating a culture committee as well. What do you think? Well, sure. It sounds like it. You know, and I know, I know you're coming in from the UK and that's your background and you're and, and the things, the companies you've worked with, and, I, and I'm sure it goes beyond there, but that's your backyard. And I know here in America, we tend to think compensation is king, right? That if you've got a terrible job, that if we compensate you enough, that'll be fine, right? And so that's kind of the, our first go-to answer is if someone's unhappy or if our, we're, our, we're not dealing very good with our, either our suppliers or our clients, that, you know, somehow we're just not being compensated enough so that people are paying attention to that. And you're saying, no, that's not quite what's going on. There's something actually more critical than that. Well, that's good. So why then is, why does employing, employment engagement have to do this? Why can't these employees just uh, do this on their own? Absolutely. I mean, it's such a good question. I think ultimately it's about listening to the voice mm -hmm. of that employee and empowering them to make the changes that they need. And the problem, Mark, is that companies often rely on very much a top-down, a centralized format to try and listen and understand. So how many times have you been sent a link to a top-down employee mm -hmm. survey? The questions were set by your management. The whole thing took place at the time and the frequency that suits the company. It's not about you. It's not personal. And let's be honest, the vast majority of that feedback, it went into a black hole, didn't it? Um, it probably took months for somebody to analyze. Very little visible action follows. And actually, surveys don't do anything to make your leadership visible or approachable. So I think we need to change how we engage with people. And we need an approach that is always on. We've got to let people post questions and share their experience, actually, with the option of anonymity, so we can capture their un, unfiltered, honest thoughts in a kind of local continuous drumbeat. But we can fully manage that so a company can't be caught off guard. And that will help really busy leaders prioritize what they need to do now. That is the key mark because companies can get a barrage of noise. They don't know what to focus on. So anything we can do that will spark a two-way dialogue create opportunities for real impact, maybe using a simple mobile experience so it's genuinely easy to use for frontline workers. When you open up that kind of communication, mm. you're going to see some really interesting dynamics. And our data over about 100,000 people, it shows that people of color ask mm. three times as many questions as their white counterparts and they actually get 46% more answers if they ask anonymously. So hmm. fascinating dynamics. We also see women, I'm sure you have a lot of women listening to this podcast, they ask 30% more questions about their career than men. 
So go figure, Mark. <laughs> well, you know, if I was a woman, I'd probably have more questions right now, but <laughs> being a man. But, you know, one of the things that you touched on is that, you know, we've we've all been, and for myself, is I've been at the bottom of organizations and I've been at the top. And so, uh, and, and I know that there's this kind of this, this communication that goes out and these surveys and, and I almost feel like sometimes when these surveys go out, especially from people from the top to the rest of us, that, you know, if you opened it up and it was already, already answered for you, that would just be a great relief for everybody. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so you would have this and you could go, OK, so those are the answers. We'll just go ahead and click and put this in. I don't have to go through and click these. But you're talking about something else. You're talking about some kind of real communication that we can have with people to actually get at their concerns and basically be able to answer their questions. And what's the purpose of that? Why are we trying to do that? Why, why is that important? I think it's important because it makes a difference. And we really need to kind of take a step back and think about how, as companies and leaders, how can we make an impact on people's lives, on their motivation, and to help them build their very best career with us and not our competitors. And I think when we think about how, certainly how the technology at Runway has made a difference. So there's always on a two-way dialogue, genuine two-way conversation. We saw that one company, Mark, they were seeing a rise in senior women leaving the business. They looked at exit interviews and they're thinking, we're just not wrapping our arms around the problem here. And they thought, what is it? Could there be something cultural? Could that be the factor? And if you use technology intelligently, you can actually analyze thousands of posts that your employees may have, have written. And what we did is we looked, because in our back end, we know people's demographics. So we found that over 80% of the most sensitive culture-related posts were written by women. Mm. And we were able to quickly pull out key themes, hotspots, and use the technology to make sure future posts from those women would be prioritized for a senior leader response. So you're mimicking at scale what a great leader would want to do anyway, which was make sure the people that you least want to leave your firm are being heard. Another example, we had a company with a very large frontline kind of workforce. Mm -hmm. um, they needed to minimize the negative effects of a quite a sensitive operational error. You know, we all make mistakes, mm -hmm. things happen. But if you leave these things, you can get a bombardment of concerns from employees, from, from everybody. That could be really distracting for your managers and mm -hmm. for HR, and potentially it spills into the public, right, your online social media. So they said, wrong way, this is going to become public knowledge really quickly. And so, again, we use the technology. We put in a circuit breaker. We put in a hold on all of the questions that were coming in on that topic, and then we analyze them. We can think which are the best ones for leadership to respond to. We can open those up and create that reach and impact. So you're going to save a ton of time for the company, but also provide clarity in the right way for people. So it's thinking about how as a leader and how at scale can you genuinely create impact. That's interesting. And this is what Runway does, right? And this is how you step in. Can you tell us a little bit about the technology you use to, to actually accomplish this? 
Sure. So it's a platform that's available over the web or mobile or integrated into things like Teams. Um, your colleagues can post questions with the option of anonymity because they may not know who to go to. They may not be confident to speak up. They may worry about being judged. And it's a fully managed, moderated platform. So you'll spark honest two-way dialogue right across the company. And it works really well, Mark, for those harder to reach employees. And then it's got a great dashboard that will prioritize for you. What are the issues that are coming up that you don't know about? What do you prioritize? And then that piece around how could you respond in the right way to have real impact? So in some ways, uh, it sounds to me like you've got a technology enhanced version of what really first line managers do. This was in my first company I went to and, and we call them first line because they were actually, uh, you know, they were leading groups that were doing the actual work. And so, you know, your people and you know their concerns and they talk to you. But somehow when we get into these very large, you know, organizations, uh, as we get further and further from those frontline workers, then it's hard to understand what it is there are their concerns and things. So your technology almost brings people from the CEO office down to those frontline workers so they can actually hear them. Is that kind of what you're what you're talking about here? You put it perfectly, Mark. It's those hard to reach kind of disconnected groups because with the best will in the world, you know, those leaders, they simply cannot be at every water cooler. And if they yeah. were, they are surrounded by noise. So it's, yeah, just as you put it, bring them to the workforce, but using the tech to prioritize what do they need to hear and what do they need to do? You know, and there's there's also something here about being you know, the an anonymity aspect to this, because uh, I know we have all done this and I'm, I'm guilty myself, right? The boss comes by and you're going, this is great. We're going in the right direction. This is terrific. And as soon as the boss is out of sight, you go, oh my gosh, we're going in the toilet here, aren't we? We're going down. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we all have that. So it sounds to me like part of this is be able to use technology so that people do know their voice counts, but also they're not identified. Is that part of it? Totally. Because if you attach my face and my name to every question, you're going to get questions that are designed to make me look good. You're not necessarily going to get the honest truth. And again, that data around women can be more self-conscious. I mean, they're quite right to do so. Um, people of color, you might be an introvert. You may be a different nationality or culture to the majority. You have to be incredibly thoughtful about your personal brand, your social capital. So you filter what you say, and that's not good the leaders or companies. And I think it goes back to sometimes minorities and women might might feel more vulnerable, right? And so now you you know from experience, you need to keep your guard up, right? And so this is kind of a way that uh, we can understand as leaders of organizations, you know, what people's real concerns are and how we can address that. Can you give us any success stories that were after people know what people are actually thinking, that they, they were able to utilize that in some way that, that put a very positive kind of force in their, their organization? Mm. So we talked about, you know, that example about those women that were leaving and mm -hmm. trying to understand the cause. So the success story there is by looking at the data, by thinking through, okay, there are some communication gaps 
certain messages were not cutting through to that community. So what the client did is they changed the communication. Mm -hmm. They developed really themed, concrete, crisp messaging using those women's own words from the platform. Mm -hmm. The message got through. Another example is a company who had integrated, they had just acquired one of their competitors. They were trying to gel these two companies together mm -hmm. and it wasn't yeah. working. And management were thinking, I just don't understand, you know, what is the issue? Mm. Again, to your point, Mark, around utilizing that benefit of anonymity, they were able to see that there were certain cultural differences ranging from anything from mm. one company would always turn up early on time for a meeting. The others would kind of come in five minutes late because they would grab their coffee on the way. Mm. And what is seen as respectful on one side was seen as disrespectful on mm. the other side. Even the profile photo that you use. I don't know what yours is, Mark. You might have a very kind of corporate professional one. But in this particular merger, the group that was acquired, they had, I'm going to call them ironic photos. They had kind of religious icons and some really kind of strange stuff. And again, the other side saw that as disrespectful. So there can be very small but important cultural differences between tribes that when leadership are thinking, well, we want synergies and we want costs and we want revenue accretion, they don't think or understand those. So companies need help to really listen to what's going on on the ground, prioritize what's important, and then have a way of responding, leaning into those conversations and bringing people together. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I, <laughs> I remember it when I was at the Boeing company in Seattle, that uh, on Halloween, one guy came in and he had covered up his badge with a picture of Big Bird. <laughs> and he got in and that created an amazing problem. I mean, you know, people were like, how could you get in to this major corporation and we do defense work and stuff and you've got Big Bird on your thing. And of course he knew the people there and stuff, but it created quite a ruckus. But it, but it's, but it's also, I think, puts a finger on how some very small things that we consider small and insignificant make a real difference to people. And a lot of times those small things stand for larger issues that we don't quite understand. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at here is you're trying to dig those out so we understand what those larger things are and how they keep our organizations from moving forward uh, in a way that, uh, you know, would uh, that we would expect that they could. Well, so this is all very good. So how do you how long you've been doing this wrong way thing? So formed the company around 2016. Okay. Um, and then we've just grown to now look after some incredible organizations, different sectors kind of all around the world. So it's been an amazing journey. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. And so um, let's do um, let's go back here and. Uh, we have, we should be showing, oh, we do. We have, my, my producer's always right on top of it. And so he is showing the website where people can go and get more information there. And so that's a good thing. And so um, can you tell us a little bit about how the services would work if someone were to come to you? Yeah, so please do um, go to the website address that you can see. We would then talk you through a demo very much tailored to the challenges in your your business. So, for example, you might have some issues around 
a new leadership team. You might be going through a transformation. You might have a whole host of issues around culture that you want to fix. So we're very much a service as well as a product. And we've probably been through your journey with someone else and we want to work with you to help you through that journey and create impact. Mm -hmm. So Mark, it's a really simple process. Pick up the phone, have a conversation, have a look and see the art of the possible. Ah, very good. Very good. And what is it, what is it we didn't cover today? Because we, you know, usually, Julie, I have to put a throttle on my guests because we just run away from time. But you just give give us the information right in a right in a nutshell here. And so we are uh, really right on time, even a little ahead. So is there something that else that you'd like to talk about about your company and, and what it does? No, I think just to encourage people, um, really think about how you could have more impact, mm -hmm. you know, and think about culture in your organization. Think about the quieter voices that for whatever reason, and it's not about you, it's about them, their lived experience in their lives. For whatever reason, they might find it difficult to have time in their busy day to share with you what you need to know. And if you think about an iceberg, right, so much of that iceberg is underneath the surface, Mm -hmm. And most leaderships, they only can see what is above the waterline. There is so much going on under the water. And when you're taking people through change, it's it can be exhausting. You know, you may be like, I know what's going on and it's been confidential up yeah. to this point, but we've announced it. You've had time to go on that journey. You've been through the shock, the grief, the denial, the goodbye to my old way of doing things. But your people haven't. And so they're having to absorb lots and lots of difficult and complex messages because change is complex. And they're having to do their day job and they're trying to grapple with all sorts of things being you know, thrown at them as we talked about planned change, unplanned change, what's going on in their family, a cost of living crisis. It's an awful lot to expect them to take on. So yeah, think about how can you support those people hear the quieter voices, but really have impact because we're all busy, Mark. What can we do that prioritizes our time and our voice to mm -hmm. cut through the noise and have impact? And I think your overall message too is that these unspoken things many times uh, have a tremendous impact on the productivity of the whole organization. And that's just really critical and uh, for us to understand uh, an organization. So let's take us to what we're, we're coming in for a landing, Julie. So let's go right to our takeaway. What would you say is the takeaway for today? I would say as companies, we need to change how we listen, react and engage. And we have to be brave. So be brave because when you foster the right culture, you will deliver a huge win to your business. Ah, uh, very good. All right. Well, that takes us to the end of our show, folks. And uh, thanks a lot, Julie, for being with us. And you told me earlier that it's it's actually warm and sunny in London. So I'm going to uh, tell you, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And I sure appreciate you being with us today. Thank you, Mark. All right. So that's, and this is the part where I have to click on the end. And join us next time, folks, here on The Future of Work Live. Thank you. 
the future of work live is sponsored by Vitel, your partner for elevating organizational intelligence for innovation and success. Find us at www.vitel.com. You can find previously broadcast the future of work live episodes in video and podcast format on www.marksalsbury.com and on the future of work YouTube channel. Also, Apple, Spotify, and Google host the podcasts.